Today on Locked On Rockies, we ask the simple question. Does losing 100 ball games or more mean anything for the Colorado Rockies? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the seventh day of September in the year 2023. I'm your host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, guess what? You're in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every day is talk about the Colorado Rockies and bring you your daily Colorado Rockies conversation. You might not get daily Colorado Rockies conversation in other places, but here you do. And you get to hang out with me, your Rockies fan extraordinaire. Three years on the pod here, bringing you a wonderful Rockies talk and conversation. Been following this team all my life. Uh, You can see I got uh, behind me a couple of, well, couple of artifacts there on our wall there we got a little pennant from opening day we got our uh world series nl championship hat uh we got a hat i shouldn't have worn as much as i did but i couldn't resist the uh, the old all-star game hat there and that's a rockies rookie hat up there as well a couple of my little mementos there if you've ever been curious about what's going on in the backgrounds behind my mug my i, I move a lot around a good bit and so i know that doesn't make for always the best audio and video but i'm an i'm an antsy guy so uh anyway on today's show i'm we're going to just have to dive into the reality of 100 losses for the rockies cuz it's coming i i mean i think i think first things first when we start off the conversation of 100 losses for the colorado, colorado rockies what it means i mean it it honestly breaks the it breaks the record it breaks the streak and i hope it's a moment where there is it's it's a, a moment of reflection cuz i think there are some i think the rockies are doing a little bit of looking in in inwards a little bit of self evaluation a little bit of pivoting but the rockies are like six moves after this away from me from feeling fully confident in 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 creating a real direction and path for themselves i mean i'm encouraged that the rockies have two of the best rookies in the national league and and two of the best rookies in baseball in nolan jones and ezekiel tovar don't get me wrong but as we've seen especially in the tough stretch of late since the rockies have traded the veterans and since they've gone to this younger team while the context of them being young and getting their their experience and getting their legs under them is important to keep in mind here we still see the flaws the issues and how far the rockies still need to go now could the rockies somehow magically wave a wand could they turn into to next year's reds maybe I don't think they have necessarily the same type and level of talents uh, that, that that the Reds have, but they certainly could do so. Reds also benefit from a, 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 a worse division than the Rockies do. Maybe, but maybe the Rockies will just admit that things aren't going the way they seem. They admit that the team's in a different spot. They come to terms and be honest with the state and the expectations of the Colorado Rockies. If next year's still a wash and it's still a bummer, yes, that's frustrating. But if the Rockies come out and say, hey, we believe in these guys. We believe in the return of Chris Bryant. We believe in this. We believe that this year sets the foundation for a step in the right direction and a step back where we can take an even bigger step into the postseason contention window for 2025. I'll appreciate that. 
Because what I do think that 100 losses brings, and, and the Rockies are going to spin, spin, spin. Dick himself, uh, you, you know Dick is going to lean on the pitching injuries. But let's face the facts. Let's 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 be honest. Let's be realistic about our our, our thoughts and our and, and and our approach to the Rockies here. Do you think the Rockies starting pitching staff, if a hundred and hundred percent healthy, makes the Rockies playoff contenders? I think the answer to that question is still no. I don't think the Rockies have proven they have enough on offense to back up an improved pitching staff. A bullpen that would benefit from those starters being back and being little, uh, being less worked, certainly. But the Rockies would still find themselves in situations where they're needing to lean on that bullpen more than other teams would, just because of the nature of Coors Field and the the where some of these bat or the starters are at. The biggest problem with starting pitching for for Rockies right now, outside of walks and free bags, is home runs. Even when Herman Marquez was pitching this season, even with watching Austin Gomber and Kyle Freeland this year, what has been the biggest issue for them? Giving up home runs. So so I'm not going to sit here and say that the Rockies starters fully healthy makes this a 500 ball club. And you got to be at least winning 85 plus to be in the, in, in the, in the game, in, in the dance and the last day. I don't know if 85 necessarily gets you there. Some people say 90 wins is what it takes to get you there. Who knows how it shakes out. I'm just saying that 100 losses could mean a lot of things. It could mean change coming to the organization. It could mean absolutely nothing and just seen as an anomaly and bump in the road because of the injuries. It can be seen as classic Rockies. I mean, there's there's so many ways to look at it. But when I think of anything is going to change, if anything is going to be drastically different for the Colorado Rockies from approach, mindset, players on the team, etc., outside of the trade deadline, which was a surprise, I would say no. I don't necessarily think that this changes anything for, for the Colorado Rockies. I don't think this team will drastically change in pivot course. I don't think this team would would... I don't think this team is going to trade a Ryan McMahon or, or, or Brendan Rodgers or or a Chris Bryant for, for, for that matter. I don't think they're going to move away from those players. I don't think it changes their philosophy and approach to those players. And I don't think it changes their loyalty and a commitment to this starting rotation. Now, we're going to have to address and dive more into it. We haven't talked too much about the, the, the Herman contract and looming. We've talked a little bit about it, but... I think the Rockies will 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 really be aggressive in trying to bring him back, but the question will be if Herman wants to come back. Because as players, a vet, the veteran players, the players that were in the competitive window, I know we've heard good things about Blackman and stuff, but it's got to be frustrating to be in that locker room. It's got to be frustrating to be in this spot to be part of what looked to be a solution in Colorado or at least a, a one that, that was going to be good and then being left in limbo. Now, the, 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 the most, a lot of these people have signed extensions post-trade post and, and, and things of that nature, so that maybe isn't, isn't the case. But it's just how long can the players feel comfortable with the status quo? With the Rockies. 
How comfortable are they with the state of the Colorado Rockies? How comfortable are they with losing 100 games? Because I don't think I don't think on the fan side, I don't think you can. I don't think the Rockies could 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 garner more apathy for them. And I want to talk a little bit about this uh, this idea and this thought I had about dangerously irrelevant. And I want to talk about that coming up in segment number two. Uh, before we do that, though got to help you with your car, with what you need to know about your championship ride. Because for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. That's why eBay Motors has you covered. The next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Hey, if you are checking out SiriusXM, if you've got the SiriusXM app, you can find us there. Check us out on that and the, all your Rockies play-by-play action there on SiriusXM as well. And uh, your subscription to the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel is the best way to help the show. Big time help. And uh, folks, we've had a, a lot of people tuning in and, and hanging out here, uh, which I really, really appreciate. So thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, we were talking about 100 losses, what that means for the Rockies, and how I'm kind of in the mindset of I don't necessarily know how much it changes and, and how much I uh, of, of how much changes I expect from the Rockies. I mean, this is a type of a season where coaching changes need to change. I, I, I just don't think anybody in the Rockies coaching staff should have their job feel safe. From pitcher health that has failed to poor pitching performance to inconsistency out of the bullpen, even with the overworkedness. There's, I'm sorry, Foster and company have not done anything to earn to to, to keep their jobs. That like this that type of like there's the repercussions. I think of this season will be minimal on the front half and staff side, but for the fan, it's going to be more because the Rockies are on the verge of becoming dangerously irrelevant. And what I mean by that is the Rockies already have to fight to get more coverage than Broncos summer camp training, even in successful seasons for the Rockies. Mixed in now, the Rockies are going to be in TV limbo and could potentially be packaged up with a deal that would make it very difficult for people in Colorado to watch the Colorado Rockies. That has to be something that you need to be concerned about if you are the front office and if you are a fan of this team. 
because the Rockies can easily slip away. I'm sorry, the Rockies don't do enough outside of the the attendance will be the, is the major difference in this factor of, of relevancy. Coors Field will always be a destination in the summer, and we'll get to that in segment number three. That 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 relates to this. But in the grand picture of things, in the grand scheme of, as as Mike Ryan on the Dan Levitard show says, fan with for the Colorado sports fan, there simply doesn't exist any sort of care or drive to care about the Rockies when you have the Deion Sanders-led Colorado Buffaloes. You have the NBA champion and back-to-back MVP Nikola Jokic-led Nuggets. You have the recent cup champions and still top of their division Colorado Avalanche. All competing with, usually, and those aren't in the Rockies season, unless the Rockies were in the postseason. But that coverage still matters. More people care about the Nuggets and what the Avs are doing this offseason and, and this summer than what the Rockies are doing this summer, I bet you, in Colorado. I bet that's the more of the, the, the talk around there. And then, of course, it's the NFL. The Broncos will forever be king, even though it's kind of crazy to think that with the fact that the Nuggets are the best, you know, with, with these other teams. But the amount of coverage, focus, attention, passion for the Broncos, even in the midst of their struggles, will forever dwarf the Rockies. So as the Rockies are navigating this, hopefully, uh, the you know, going through this season to hopefully set the stage for not only a return to the playoffs, but a return to relevancy and domination in the mindset and the fan with the fans, they have to be considering this. And that has to make the Rockies be, be willing to act sooner rather than later. The Rockies are going to need to get creative. The Rockies are going to need to bring in more stars, potentially. The Rockies are going to need to change the way they do things because no one is going to care about the Rockies. The I think the, 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 the pecking order has shifted dramatically. The Rockies lost an opportunity to be in this golden era of Colorado sports with these teams. Instead of riding alongside, instead of being the instead of continuing to set dominance of Colorado sports, the Rockies pivoted away and now since those uh, since the uh you know, I I think there was a time where the Rockies and maybe the Avalanche and the Nuggets were all pretty similar. I mean, if they you had they had their diehard fans, they had their Denver fans, but you know, they 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 took up their different seasons, you know? You had your winter sport and then you had your Rockies in the summer and and there wasn't a a fever. But now, the Nuggets are one of the best teams in basketball. The Avalanche have won multiple cups. These teams are being successful. These teams have shook things up. These teams have, have have set a new standard for their team, and more so for the Nuggets than the Avalanche. Honestly, the Avalanche have been kind of, go, you know, multiple cups have, have been able to do it a few times now. That's a big deal. And the same with the Broncos. The Rockies need to start taking notes from their in-state brethren and doing things to make them return to the form and and continue to uh, to beef up the fact that 
this could be it if the Rockies were still making the playoff I mean there it would be a, one of the rare chances that the, 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 the Broncos are the true outliers of the of the Colorado sports world because no one's watching ain't no one watching a Rockies game on Saturday for the rest of the season. I mean, not on TV. You're not going to walk into places in, unless, you know, the Rockies will be on fourth TV. But Dion and the Buffs are have, have taken over the entire sports world. World. Dion Sanders and Colorado University were the biggest story in sports this week. One of them. I mean, I don't know. There are a million things happen in sports every day. But certainly one of the biggest and things could change, yes, with the buffs and 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 all that. But it doesn't matter. I mean, the impact has already been felt. One game of Dion and the Buffalo. Uh, more people talked about one game for Dion and a whole offseason leading up than any than all the people have talked about the Rockies this year, outside of the diehard fans. Because for real, true Rockies fans, this season has not been enjoyable to watch, other than getting down to the small slivers of looking for the future, looking at some positives. But above all, the way the, the, the Rockies have set the table to fade away during a time they should they should be center stage and sharing the stage alongside these other great teams and continuing to 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 and and, and being a part of a good era of Colorado sports. I mean, the Broncos might, you know, the, the Super Bowl is still relevant enough and they make a huge, even with it not panning out last year, making the Russell Wilson trade and doing them, they're willing to do those league-shaking things. The Rockies have to be on that level too because they have the back, they have the, the fans, they have the attendance, they used to have the TV deal. That's the big. That's gonna. That really complicates at least one of the parts of the gravy train for the Rockies and Momford. We'll see what happens with that. But I want to go back to the attendance because the Rockies could still be the talk of the town amongst these teams and still be something that baseball looks to as a success because their attendance numbers are still good even though they're a little bit down this year. They might uh well, I'll tell you what have what might happen this year for the first time in a bit here coming up in segment number 3. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. And hey, if you got Sirius XM, check us out on Sirius XM in the Sirius XM app. And uh, folks, we've been talking uh, a little bit about what it means for the Rockies to lose 100 games, what might change, if anything, and the Rockies trying to stay relevant uh, when compared to the other major men's Colorado teams uh, and the major uh, in those sports. And there's not a lot to be really sitting there and thinking that the Rockies are going to be up for that task. But here's the kicker. The Rockies still have good attendance. Now, attendance is down this year. The Rockies are on track to, uh, at least as of right now, 
They are on pace to finish outside of the top 10 in league attendance since 2016. Uh, the Rockies still in that year when they finished uh, 11th uh, on that list. Averaged 32,129 fans a game. The Rockies are currently sitting at 13th on the list here uh, of uh, at attendance and uh, averaging 32,109, sitting at, uh, at 13th there. So here's the deal. People are still showing up, and, and, and it might be, and it's all, and we know how many people are showing up from outside, but that doesn't matter in terms of that, uh, of, of dollars for Dick Momfort. When you're a team that's able to consistently finish in the top 10 of attendance while consistently finishing outside of playoff competition and contention, you have cracked the code. You have figured it out. And even in a season that is on on track to be the worst season in franchise history, you are still up there with plenty of teams and still better attended than playoff teams. The Rockies, good chance this year, uh, you know, are going to be close to last year's attendance. They're going to be close to the year before. Actually, they've already had more people come in since 2021. Obviously, that one's a little bit of uh, uh, an asterisk uh, there on 2021 with pandemic and, and, and such there. Uh, this is a team that probably won't get to those 19 or 18 numbers, but people are still coming to Coors Field. People will still come to Coors Field. When we're talking about relevancy, the Rockies will never truly be that irrelevant because they have Coors Field. They have a ballpark in a prime location in a vacation destination in the summer that they offer affordable seating in that people can't stop going to. There were so many people at that White Sox game I went to, and that's White Sox-Rockies. And we've seen the low-populated games, and we're going to see the, the attendance in September probably, I, I would guess, will, will not be that great with school returning and, and such. But this is why it should be another thing the Rockies take into consideration when they're looking at this. If you can still finish in the top 15 of the league, the top half of the league by being one, while being one of the worst teams in the league and averaging uh, one of the, uh, you know, averaging currently 32,000 people a game, which is more than Seattle, Texas, Milwaukee, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Minnesota, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, Washington, Tampa, Miami. I mean, Miami's fighting for a playoff spot one six in a row, and they, they're averaging 13,000 people a game. Kansas City and Oakland, who are struggling and bad teams, are sitting at 10,000 for Oakland, and Tampa is sitting at 17,000. The Rockies are getting 32,000 people a game. 32,000 people a game. The demand, the passion, the love, the need for baseball and competitive baseball is there. And if the Rockies really want to start sending a message and really want to start making it me feel like they're like the team's in the right direction, away teams aren't going to dominate the crowds. When away teams don't dominate the crowds, 
when the cheers at Coors Field are louder for the uh, uh, when the cheers stop being louder for the opposition than for the home team, I'll know the Rockies are making the right moves. I'll know the Rockies are are making the moves to bring fans back, to get fans more interested, and to get them Rockies fans. Because we know people are still going to the ballpark. We know that. But you have been either listening to the games on on mute or have not been watching and looking in the crowds to see how often Coors Field is dominated by fans of the opposition. And it's going to be on full display coming up here when the Chicago Cubs are in town. It was loud for the White Sox in the White Sox series. If the Rockies are getting back to relevancy, Coors Field will be rocking for the Rockies again, not for the opposition. Because right now, that's the only that's that those are where the true cheers are coming from, are coming from mostly opposition fans. But there are loyal Rockies fans out there. I know you're out there cheering. I know we got loyal fans in the stands. A shout-outs to you as well. There are people, and you know what? I will never, I'm not going to be, if you continue to support the Rockies in your way, and if that's going to the ballpark and enjoying what is a premier ballpark experience, go for it. Be loud, be energetic, because it's great to see that there are diehard Rockies fans out there riding with this team. I'm just not blind. <laughs> and I can see how I can see that stadium in the opposing colors and I hate it. I don't like it. But it gives the Rockies more resources to get better again. It's just a matter of will they and it will and if 100 losses will actually change their minds on anything and change their approach. We'll have to see. Folks, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for another kind of, uh, I'm trying, I know, kind of another downer episode. But you know what? It's kind of where we're at right now, but I think it's an interesting question and a little more frustration vent there on this off day. The Rockies take on the Giants for a weekend set. We'll be talking about that in all things Rockies baseball right here on the Locked on Rockies podcast. You can find us on your favorite streaming services. You can find us on YouTube, the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel. You can find us on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. For your second listen of the day, Locked on Broncos, Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Nuggets, and Locked on Buffs, they got you covered all season long for your favorite sports. We will catch you on the flippity flip. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.